Welcome to Pelvic Biz Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Alhui. I've grown my pelvic health practice, orthopelvic physical therapy, and now I'm helping pelvic health professionals do the same. Each week, I give you the knowledge you need to grow your practice. Let's get into today's episode. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to introduce our sponsor, Jane. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with features like online booking, scheduling documentation, and a PCI compartment payment solution. The time you spend with your patients and clients is valuable and filling out forms during their appointment can quickly take away from your time together. That's why the team at Jane has designed online intake forms that your patients can complete from the comfort of their homes. And to help them remember to fill out their forms, Jane has your back with a friendly email reminder set 24 hours before their appointment. This means that they arrive ready to start their appointment and you can arrive ready to help. Jane's online intake forms are fully customizable to ensure you're collecting everything you need ahead of time, whether that's a credit card or file, insurance billing details, or signed consent. You can build your intake forms from scratch or use a template from Jane's template library and customize it further to meet your practice needs. If you're interested in learning more, head to jane.app guide or use the code PelvicBaseWebNow at sign up to receive a one-month grace period on your new account. Today, I'm going to talk about unleashing your creativity and focus as an entrepreneur. So I'm going to talk about how you're actually going to get those creative juices going and then how to also hyper-focus. These are two things that I find entrepreneurs really need. Number one, you have to be creative. Why do you have to be creative? Well, you have to be creative because you have to creatively solve big problems. And when you can creatively solve really big problems, then people are going to be like, yes, I need that. Thank you for solving that problem. I've been waiting for someone. And when you can do it creatively and not like everyone else, then people pay attention. And the second thing is focus. I would say the number one thing of why I've had success personally is focus. As most of you know, I've coached now at least over a hundred pelvic health providers. And I could say there's one thing that the top, top people have, maybe two, I'll say two, focus and a lot of pain. And I could say that's very true for myself, focus and a lot of pain. The pain is what actually initiates to drive you forward, not the pleasure. So it's either pleasure or pain. Pain typically is going to drive someone forward. Then. What keeps the actual thing moving forward is someone actually focusing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the word focus before, Kelly. I've heard the word focus. Okay, great. But no one knows how to focus in today's world. What is the average, like, you know, they see something on Instagram for two seconds and then they scroll past it. Do you think anyone's training to focus? Everyone's training the opposite of that. They're training how to unfocus and go to like the next shiny object. And I see this so much. I'm gonna give you a couple examples. I see this in the coaching world so much. Someone hires a mentor, they're with that mentor for however long, and they just kind of get like tired or they think they've heard everything from that mentor. And they decide, you know what? I'm gonna try to go out and this have this mentor, be in this group, be in this group. And they spread themselves so freaking thin that they can't even focus on one mentor. And then they come back to that mentor and they're like, you know what? I'm not making progress. It must be you, the mentor. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's not the mentor's fault. It's the client's fault. And the fact of 
you got to stay focused. You don't even know how to focus. And that mentor really probably knows a lot about their business more than they probably think and can help guide them and lead them. So I've seen, and I've been, I've taken everyone's mentorship program. So I've been in everyone, you name it, I've been in it. Okay. And I've just seen people come and go into these mentorships thinking, oh, I've got everything from this mentor. I need, I'm done now. But the reality is that mentor, they were to stay with them actually knows way more about them and how they want to grow and scale their business compared to if they just hop from one mentor to the next mentor to the next mentor to the next mentor. I truly believe this. I have personally stayed my own mentor, only had one mentor for three years. Okay. Three years, I've only had one mentor. This year, I started to just branch out a little bit because I wanted to get different perspectives. Now you can do that, but I highly don't recommend you do that until you have a, at least a seven figure practice. To me, there's no reason to do that because most mentors I know in the coaching space, especially in healthcare, every single one of them could be super helpful. They could, every single one. It's just how willing are you able to A, trust them in the process and B, able to just focus on what they tell you to do. And you guys, I probably, you probably listen to this podcast thinking, that's so simple. It's not 99% of the people can't focus. And then in addition to that, what happens is they go online and see all these other providers, what they're doing. And they'll be like, so Sally over here is doing this. And Susie, my competitor is doing this. And Josie over here is doing this. So I should try to do that. Right. And they don't even have a freaking clue what's happening in their clinics. And they just start, try to start copying them because that's, oh, my competitors doing so much do. That's the worst strategy you can possibly do. I'm not kidding. That is called where you're just scrambling and you're not thinking and you're just trying to do the thing. When you're just trying to do the thing and you don't think about what would be the pro or the con or why you would integrate something and you just try to copy everyone else, then you just blend in with everyone else. It's the worst strategy. I literally always do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. They see it this way, I see it this way. And I truly think that's another positive, okay? because I can stay focused. I can hyper-focus. It's a superpower. I can hyper-focus and how I hyper-focus, and maybe this is a strategy, here's the tactile part of this, is I take out my phone because everyone has a phone. I literally go to my notes section. I do this on planes. I do this on cars. I do this at my house. I do this at work, wherever. I take out my notes section and I write down what I need to do. So like today, I probably have, hmm, 80 tasks I need to get done. I'm not kidding. Okay. But I'm just going to write down three of the top things that come to my mind. Typically it comes to my mind in the shower because the shower, I don't have my cell phone. No one's distracting me and I can let my mind go. So after the shower, I'll come out and I'll write down three things that I need to do that day or that I need to do the next day when I wake up because okay? I shower at night. Okay. So then I look at my phone that morning and I don't even need to think because I already thought the night before and it tells me step one, do this. And I, by the way, I list them out in priority. So I just list them out first just to get it out of my head. So that takes away the overwhelm. And then I start to just move them based on the priority of it. Okay. Then I just go down the list and I say, all right, I got to get this done. And then what I do is I give myself a reward. <laughs> so it's like a little dog. Okay. I'm like, okay, can I have my treat now? A reward for me could be shopping. I like shopping. A reward could be, I get to go out 
to like dinner or I get to go to my mother-in-law's house. A reward could be, um, I get to go to the grocery store, even though I hate the grocery store, but like, I just get to go out somewhere, right? Um, I maybe get to go hang out with my neighbors or um, I get to go on a trip somewhere. Like whatever the reward is for you, maybe it's food. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's not a healthy thing, but like whatever it may be for you, do it. Think of what you like, do the three things and then give yourself a retreat because then that means that you're gonna do the thing again. And when people talk about, Kelly, how do you build confidence? How do you have such high confidence? It's because I promised myself I'm gonna do this task and I'm gonna prove to myself I'm gonna do it no matter what, it will get done. And I have high confidence in that because I've learned throughout the years to build it up based on hyper-focusing. So that's a strategy personally that I've used. I use time and time again. Uh, that's just one example with coaching. Um, one example with, you know, just con ed stuff. They'll take this course, they'll take this course, they'll take this course, this course, and then they may implement like three things out of each course, which is fine, great, but they just keep taking the courses, but they don't really understand fully what's going on in just the one course. If they just took the one course and read that course four times, I guarantee you guys would get so much value out of reading a course four times rather than just reading it once and going through it once and then going to another course. I promise you, I've seen it so much. If you're struggling with overwhelm, that's why people get overwhelmed. They overwhelm themselves. Like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. No, you don't. What's the number one problem you have? What's the number one problem you have? That's all you have to ask yourself. What's the number one problem? Well, it's hiring. Okay, great then you need to focus on getting someone in your freaking clinic or you need to focus on how you're actually going to hire and put out the ad. You got to, you got to pick it. Like, what is it? And then, then you hone in on that and you don't let up until that problem is solved. Then you can go on to the next one. Now, when it comes to creativity, like unleashing your creativity, I find most of my creativity um, comes when I do something else besides business. So for example, my husband and I, a couple months ago, we went to a woodworking class. It was a two weekend date night class and we made a, a charcuterie board. And that was cool. We were like sawing and sanding and I don't know, all the stuff. And that was cool. It unleashed some creativity. And then I'm like, okay, so they had us purchase the wood and then they had us, while we were in the store, we needed a mask. So they had us purchase a mask. So that's like an upsell. And then we needed goggles because they had us do this sanding stuff that could like, you know, the, the things could, the wood could come out our eyes. So then I needed goggles. So I had to go buy those there at the store. So now that's like a double upsell. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. And then they asked us after the class, like what's another activity we wanted to do so we would come back. And, you know, I just, I just apply it to business. That is business. And you don't have to, you can fully check out, but I like to learn from other activities that aren't business and then take that stuff and then apply it to actual business or apply it to the pelvic health world. Because you can learn from other industries. I actually find it very helpful because maybe they're doing something that the healthcare is not because we all know healthcare is a little slow here. Okay. The other thing I like to do is be in the shower, especially at night and for like 20 minutes um, just let the water, you know, hit me and just sit there and think, because typically you can lock the bathroom door so no one can come in. Okay. 
um, not your dog, not your kids, no one, not your husband. And then you can, you don't have your cell phone, no one's calling you, no one's doing anything. And you can really just let your mind go and just take a breath and just like think. And I'm telling you all the best ideas I've ever had have come from the shower. They really have. Um, so I think that's my time to, to just chill out and decompress. And, and then when you, when you're not so stressed and in the hamster wheel, I call it, then all the creativity actually comes. But when you're constantly overwhelming yourself, you're going to get no creativity. Okay. So I think that's important, but those are some tips on focusing and getting creative. I think it's a very important lesson, you know, that everyone learns of how to hyper-focus. And I'm telling you, if you just stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. <laughs> okay. If I haven't honed in on it enough, honestly, don't let all the shiny objects, don't look at anyone, what everyone else is doing, block everyone if that helps you so that you only do what you feel is right in your freaking soul. And if you just follow that, which is your gut, you'll nail it. And don't pay attention to all the noise. Bye guys. I consider myself a business and life coach. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams as an entrepreneur? If so, let's chat. See the episode notes below and go ahead and book a call. See you all next week.